has there ever been an instance when you brought your child into grown folks business? Um, he's actually been very vocal and saying to us, like, he doesn't like when we argue. I remember when his dad was telling him that he was going to come here for Christmas this past Christmas, he was telling him that he wanted to have like a family conversation with, with the both of us because he doesn't want us a to argue. A seven-year-old said he wants to have a family conversation with the both yeah. of us. That alone just kind of let me know like, okay, my son can't be the adult, <laughs> you know, when we as parents are supposed to be the adults. And now based on kind of like how he responds and how he says th things, I know that he's holding us both accountable. Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Your shirt says Mary, Mary what? Was it Merry Christmas? Mer no, Merry Ever After. Merry Ever After. Explain it. I just got it from Onisa. <laughs> it has no explanation. It has no explanation. Some things have no explanation. What is it? Sometimes yeah, a cigar is just yeah. a cigar, right? Sometimes a banana is just a banana. So, good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of the Single Dad Why You Mad podcast. I'm Clark. Uh, as you may well know from my voice and my partner in crime, uh, co-host David. Say hello to people, David. Hello, people. And we have a very special guest with us today. Um, before we dive into that, do we want to talk about how our weeks went? Uh, so my week, right? Um, uh, like I told you uh, uh, on the prior episode, I'm working on a special project. It is advancing. Um, I don't want to say what it is right now, um, but um, it is going to be uh, good for us. Uh, when I say us, I'm talking about my, Miles and myself. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, you know, work is busy. Home is busy. You know, everything's busy. How about yourself? Uh, pretty much the same story. Work is busy. Uh, home has been busy. I actually um, broke quarantined for a little bit and went down to New York to see my mom for a quick visit. Uh, she had her 75th birthday last week and she hasn't seen me or the girls. Um, it's been forever. Um, got back and just been hiding out in the house and making sure, you know, I'm well and everybody's well. But uh, yeah, that's that's been about the longest short of it. So who's with us today? You want to take a second to introduce yourself and tell the people as much as you would like them to know. Yeah. Um, so my name is Jaleesa Smith and I'm from Chicago. Uh, I am a single mom. I have a little boy who's six. He's going to be seven next month. Um, and I've also started my own homeschool collective as well here in Chicago. So um, I think that's a good amount about me. <laughs> So I like, to be I like to be clear about what, so we record um, well in advance of when we air. What is today's date? Today is the 31st of January. 31st of January. Right. Um, and it's supposed to be a snowstorm today, right? That's, is that what you guys got up in the, up, up North Clark? Uh, it's supposed to start tomorrow over here, but um, who knows? We might, get okay. a, we might get a lesson before then. All right. Um, what is the weather like in Chicago right now? I was going to say, we have the snowstorm. <laughs> it's, it's coming down. down. Uh, 
it's still coming down right now as we speak. Yep. So and how it long started, it, I think, maybe like two days ago. Started two days ago. Um, it it might have started like hmm, actually not two days ago. I would say maybe a week ago, and then it was like a break. Um, and then it started back last night and continuing today. So. And what is so so we've been complaining here in New York that it is brick outside. The temperature is freezing outside. I think right. it went down to like 18 the other night, but it was like 22, 23, 26. For us, that's brick. What is the temperature up there in Chicago? I don't know the temperature right now because I haven't stepped outside, but yesterday yeah. it was pretty <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday uh, it was it was freezing cold, so so, so we've been focused on um, two uh, subjects in particular, right, uh, in our last couple of conversations. One of them is uh, beneficiaries, like who our beneficiaries is, and as single parents, how, how important it is um, to have a good beneficiary, somebody who's going to, especially if you have young children. Right. So, so that's not even true. Right, Clark, because Rachel has a 18 year old and she's right. still concerned about who her beneficiary is going to be, um, you know, because handing a child I mean, handing an 18 year old, you know, half a million dollars or two hundred fifty thousand dollars, even somewhere even remotely in any of those ranges is deafening. Right. They, 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 they can do a lot of damage with 10 grand. Right? They can do a lot of damage yeah. with 10 grand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Um, so Jaleesa. Have you worked out your beneficiary situation? No, so I'm actually still in that process right now. Um, I am same like uh, how you said, Rachel. I don't have a beneficiary um, besides my son, as far as that concerned. So I'm still working that out, uh, mainly just because of the support system. I really don't have a support system. Um, and for the few people that are around me, I kind of really don't trust them, you know, 100% uh, with a lot of things. And that would include my son. Um, but I have thought about the idea of my son's father being the beneficiary, I guess, in the sense, just to make sure that our son is going to be taken care of and, you know, things going forward. But I'm still in the process of that. And so I guess that begs the question, what's, what's the relationship like? Do you guys co-parent well? Um, is he involved in your son's life? What, what does it look like? There is none. Um, he, we don't co-parent. So that's, that's one of the issues I have there uh, when it comes to the support system. So right. I am doing this thing along. I've been doing this alone since basically since my son was born. Um, for the first time in almost seven years he just actually seen our son last summer for the first time so wow. i have to really yeah so i'm more so kind of like trying to figure out if he's ready now to step in and, and actually step into that co-parenting role um i guess before i can actually have those conversations about you know legacy and, and building things going forward right. but i don't 100 percent. i don't 100 percent think that he's ready for those type of conversations. So you say for the first time he took him last summer? No, uh, he came to see him, not took him. He came oh, to came, see him. So um, came to see yeah, him. Yeah, where, where does he live? So, so he lives in South Carolina. Um his dad is a reservist in the Air Force. Um he also has like a second job, I believe as an electrician. Um and then he's married. 
So he married a young lady maybe about two years ago, and they are with a child. They have one child and one on the way um, that should be here any day. But uh, there's been no relationship as far as building a relationship with my son. Um, there's been no co-parenting there, anything of that nature. And you said the people around you are not really, so are you not around family members? So my mother died when my son was one years old. Uh, and then my grandmother died two months before I had my son. Oh, so wow. that would have really, yeah, that would have been my support system on my maternal side. Um, but that kind of knocked that out. Then I do have two brothers, but they're younger. Uh, they're teenagers. You know, one just became a father. So he's, he's about, I think he just turned like 20, 22, 21. Uh, it's such a big age gap between us. And then I have another brother who's on his way to college. So, right. you know, depending on them to do the work of, a, of an adult, you know, is kind of hard. Um, Right after my grandmother passed, I basically shifted into taking on the responsibility of her household and then becoming a mom. Um, and then, you know, just a couple of months after that, my mother died. So that's kind of how it's been for us the past couple of years. And so I'm sorry. Go ahead, Clark. No, I was just saying. So essentially, it's just you, you as the mother figure to not only your, your kids, but to your siblings to a certain degree as well. That's exactly what I was saying. Well, yes and no. Um, So my brother, he, like I said, he recently became a parent. Uh, He has a little one right now. And him and his girlfriend, they decided to move up to Wisconsin. So that's working out well for them. Um, And then my other brother, he is currently living with one of our uncles. um, And eventually he's going to be going off to college. But even when it comes to more of the extended family of like uncles and aunts or cousins, they all have their own lives and things going on. So there's not really a strong support system for me there with them as well. Uh, So it's basically been just me and my son and I've just been kind of rocking this thing out on my own. So, I, I mean, I, my, my the only thing I'm, I'm I'm thinking here is like, so you know, you're out. It the 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 perception is like you're out here by yourself, but there's got to be somebody. There's got to be somebody. Like you know, I wish if if something happened to you tomorrow, there's got to be somebody you entrust. I actually don't have anyone, you know, and that's what I think about every day. Um, The other reason why I guess you can say I think about that is when my mother passed, she was 49 and my grandmother was 65 when she passed. So they were fairly young. Um, They both had attacks. They both had heart attacks. They both passed the same way. Um, So I'm just thinking like, yeah, I should have someone that I can count on, but there's no one around me that presents themselves in that way. Um, and then the folks that I thought I should be able to count on, they're, they're just not here, you know, for whatever reasons, they're just not doing their part. It, it's, it, it's rough and in our heads, we're like, okay, you know, like we're, we're here trying to do the dissection with you and go, okay, just rattling off people who are peripherally in your life, but you know, making the decision to make somebody your beneficiary is generally, like you know, or, or something that re- 
leads you to a lot of thought, right? But it's also a very mm -hmm. emotional thing. And even if you have people that you have those biological ties to, there might be a lot of trauma there. There might be a lot of, you know, back and forth, a lot of distrust. Um, or there might be a distance, right? There may be a distance in the relationship where you might have been close at one point, but it drifts. I think if I was to choose someone, I feel like it would probably be um, one of my brothers or maybe both of them. I might do like a equal split between the both of them. But again, I feel like that would be too much of a challenge on them just because they are still young right now. And like how you guys just mentioned, you know, an 18 year old with so many amounts, thousands and thousands of dollars, that, that's a lot, you know. So um, I really want to give them an opportunity to just kind of grow up into being the men that they desire to be and hopefully become self-sufficient. And then I think maybe at that point, I'll probably reconsider it where I might have them brought or, you know, have the conversation at least with them too about being uh, beneficiaries and just kind of taking on the, the role of parenting my son, if anything was to happen. Right. Um, but, you know, right now it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say because they're young. Um, I'm 30 years old, I'm young, you know, so it, it's really hard to say. All right, so um, the only other thing I'll say is, is that, yeah, I have a, a busy life, right? And, uh, you know, um, we're doing this, I got a full-time job, um, you know, being a filmmaker, um, I'm raising my own, you know, child, right? But if something were to happen to one of my sister, to one of my sisters or whatever else it is, you know, uh, or my niece and, you know, their young children, you know, didn't have anywhere to go, they absolutely would come with me. I would absolutely take care of them, right? So I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, don't feel out there by yourself. Sometimes, you know, people are willing to do more and love you more than um, you might even possibly think, right? I would absolutely, mm -hmm. you know, uh, take in, you know, one of my great nieces or nephews or whatever else it is, and I would figure it out you know, money aside, I'd figure it out. So um, the other thing we wanted to ask or talk about, right, is um, we had a guest on and we were talking about um, keeping kids out of grown folks business. Is that a good way? To, <laughs> is that a good way? That's a nice little way to phrase that. That's a nice, keeping our kids out of grown folks business, right? So what we mean by that, right? I, I have noticed that there have been times when I may have been on the phone with someone else having a conversation about her and he's ear hustling. So, mm -hmm. you know, right. one of the things I try to do is I try not to say her name. I used her or she. And, and sometimes even if he's around, I just, you know, say to whoever it is, okay, I'll call you back. Right. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, kids feed off energy. Right. And they sense mm -hmm. that stuff. Right. So we were talking about this with our guest, you know, um, instances where we may have or done, you know, um, intentionally, unintentionally, subliminally, because we walk around with our hearts or our sleeves, right? You know, mm -hmm. we feel everything or everything we feel, it shows in us, right? Um, has there ever been an instance when you um, have uh, brought your child into grown folks' business, like maybe expressed, um, um, because he's got to ask the question, right? Um, where's my dad? What's going on with my dad? How come my dad is not around, right? 
What is your right, response to that? Right. Yeah, what is your response to so, that? So when he first, um, geez, I don't, I don't know how, how I would say it. Um, I'll, I'll answer the first part of the question. So um, I don't feel like I have intentionally done that. Um, and I don't feel like his dad has intentionally done that either. I think it has happened. Um, I can think of a couple of times where it has happened. Sorry, that's my boy. Um, I can think of a couple of times where it has happened, where we have had a disagreement and he has either been like standing or sitting, you know, somewhere close by um, and whatnot. And I've had the experience of my son kind of ear hustling too. Um, but what I've started to do as of maybe just a couple of months ago is telling him, okay, go upstairs, go in the room, you know, or I just really be mindful and intentional about when I'm going to have a conversation about his dad or with his dad or, you know, things like that. Uh, but I feel like maybe unintentionally he has seen that, um, the arguments between us, but I don't think that it necessarily shapes his opinion of either one of us. Um, he's actually been very vocal in saying to us, like, he doesn't like when we argue. Um, I remember when his dad was telling him that he was going to come here for Christmas this past Christmas, he was telling him that he wanted to have like a family conversation with the both of us because he doesn't want us a to argue. A seven-year-old said he wants to have a family conversation with the both yeah. of us. God yeah. damn it. I and, love it. I love it. Yeah. And I was, I was surprised and I'm sure his dad was surprised too, but that alone just kind of let me know like, okay, my son can't be the adult, <laughs> you know, when we as parents are supposed to be the adults. So um, I just kind of decided a little bit before that, that again, having conversations with his father, either he has to not be around altogether or just send him to his room or, you know, somewhere else in the household. Um, but unintentionally, I think he has experienced that. So, yeah. And unintentionally, I don't mean, when I say unintentionally, I mean, have your emotions sort of like played out in your everyday, you know, activities? Like, I'm pretty sure you have some angers or some frustrations with, uh, you know, uh, your son's father and, you know, that 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 can come out in your energy, not even with you. You know, they used to. It, it, so it used to. Um, but again, this was like when my son was, you know, I would say one, two, maybe even three years old. Um, honestly, by the time my son turned about four or five, I think I personally began to shift. Like there were certain things that I no longer cared about arguing about just because I knew that his position, his father's position, I was going to be the same every time, you know, I knew that there was going to be uh, just a boatload of disrespect and things like that. So it was certain things I stopped caring about. And for a while, I actually stopped communicating with his dad, literally. I mean, we went maybe about two or three years uh, not speaking. And again, the first time we've actually talked since that time period was this past year, this past summer. Um, and who initiated so that? 
I decided to just because I felt that, so I decided two years ago to stop speaking to him um, just because I felt that like he gets very disrespectful. And so like how I was saying before, um, me having, if I, if I were to have the opportunity to talk to him about something important like insurance and beneficiaries, I know that he's mentally not ready for that conversation. Um, one example I can give you guys is I simply had a conversation with him about, you know, the insurance policies through the Air Force. Um, if he had my son listed as a beneficiary on his and things like that. And I was going to proceed to inform him about what I had going on. He literally stopped me in my tracks and was like, that's irrelevant. You don't need to know that. It's not your business, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like it actually is, you know, because we share a child. I feel it and is. So, yeah, it is too. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, he would say things like that. And then it goes on to being like, you're a bad mother and all these other things. And it, it gets very disrespectful. Um, but let me, let me, let me ask, uh, 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 how old is he? He, uh, Tate just turned, uh, 29. He just turned 29. Okay. So I'll be 31. I'm, I'm about a year and some change older than him. I'll be 31 in March. He just turned 29, uh, this earlier this month, actually. And what is, but, the, uh, um, if you don't mind me asking, what is the child support situation like? So that's, that's another <laughs> That's another tough cookie too. Um, currently still, he pays basically what the temporary order was, which is like $200. It's about $200, um, roughly rounded off. And $200 that's been $200 since what? $200 a month. $200 a month. $200 a month. And that's Clark, basically been what it- Clark, Clark, how much you paying? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, I got three in the equation. So I mean that's, that's Yeah, so we just we just have one. Um it's two hundred dollars and when we initially started out, we started court, uh, I think Justice was two, and that was actually the temporary order. Um and then I would say maybe when my son turned about three, uh they bumped it up to like to, I think it was like 250 or something like that, so, but it's still like close to 200, you know? Um, and it's been that ever since. So now his father, as I said before, he's a reservist and he also has another job. Um, he did take about, I would say about roughly a year. He went overseas. Um, and of course with military, there's like the extra pay when you go overseas and things like that. Um, there's also the extra pay because you have a child um, my son has never received any of that. When it comes to the medical insurance, that's been my biggest fight with him. He's never had medical coverage for my son. So just maybe a couple of weeks ago when I did talk to him, that was an argument we were having. Um, he wanted to talk about like, find my son toys and things. And I felt like he has enough toys. I want you to take care of the business, which is I want him to get the medical coverage. Not saying that I don't have medical coverage for him. I do. Um, and my but son also has. Hmm? But it's expensive, right? It, it is expensive. Oh, yeah. It, I have a, um, it's with Blue Cross coming through my job. So it's right. very expensive. And I mean, that's fine, you know, but I felt like with the Air Force, 
you know, there's also that security and coverage where my son can go anywhere and get whatever needs to be done. Um, And so that's been my main issue with him since the whole child support case even started. Um, So, 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 so circling back to the, to the grown folks business, you're saying that, yes, there's been frustrations and sometimes, you know, you air those frustrations and, you know, um, it may come out even though you don't want it to come out or it may express itself in your energy and your body language or whatever else it is, even when you don't want it to. Yeah, I I used to, um, I used to, but now that justice is like, you know, six, seven years old, as I said before, when my son's turned about four, I kind of shifted just because I felt like I don't want to keep having the same conversations with the same person who's not growing. Right. And then he's also showing that, he really doesn't care about being a parent one way or the other. He, he doesn't care. So um, that's when I decided to really just stop communicating. When my son was about like about four, I decided to stop communicating. And I would say maybe about two years, uh, there was no conversations. Now, I what I do allow is if my son has wanted to contact his father, uh, anytime he's wanted to call him or FaceTime, I've allowed that, but I have not intervened in their conversations. So even and when, even during the time when you and he were not speaking for two years, he was still communicating. I allowed them to. Yeah. 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 I've always. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I've always um, allowed that. So my son is actually, you know, these little kids today, they're really smart. Um, So Justice has known how to actually use a phone since he's about two. And um, I've let him, you know, call him. I've let him FaceTime him um, whenever he wants. Whenever he wants, I don't mind. I don't care. And I don't send in for their conversations to like supervise or anything. Um, But I think going to the part where you're saying, children and how they develop their own feelings for whatever whichever parent i think his feelings started to develop there because he would talk to his dad and his dad would say certain things or i guess you can say make unfulfilled promises um and my son is like a memory bank he remembers all of those things and when the time comes for him to either see him or to receive the gift or something like that or to have the phone call if his father never follows up and follow, follows through with that, then that's when it becomes an issue for him. So I've been more so focused on allowing my son to see his dad for who he is for himself instead of me saying, well, he's a bad father or he's this or he's that. So, yeah, the kids, you know, they figure it out on their own. But go ahead, Clark. No, I was about to say they, they absolutely do figure out on their own. I don't know if I want my kids to know everything about me, right? Like Yes, you know, exactly. I don't want them to know everything about right. that. There, there's some stuff that just needs to stay buried, right? But it, it's true. It, and, and, you know, I look at the, the ages my kids are now. You know, like the oldest is 20, you know, or about to be 20 uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, 14 and 12. So, you know, they, they're they're of the ages where, they're observing and they're starting to form opinions on their own. And there's absolutely stuff that I do that they're like, hey, yo, dad, you ever notice you do A, B, C, or D, or like, you know, they, they, they peep the way I move. Yeah, and they peep the way their mom moves. And I'm sure when they're at her house, they absolutely go, 
yo, this man is driving me nuts because of these things. And then, you know, they have their little circle of, of complaint, but they form their opinions, you know, and, and it's based off of the stuff that you do or you left undone. And at some point they will tell you their opinion about you. Oh yeah. And what, what, what are you asking <laughs> to or not? What, I, 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 I always tell people, if I ever want to know what a piece of shit I am, I'll ask my mom or my ex-wife. And I'm sure my daughters will, will chime in, too. At some point. All right. Okay. So, um, Julie. I, I was just going to say to that, um, I have experienced that, well, both of us as parents, we have experienced that accountability with my son. And I think I really started to notice it a lot more last year. But I think he started doing that a while ago when he would see us having arguments or he would hear us having arguments, his father and I. Um, and now, based on kind of like how he responds and how he says th things, I know that he's holding us both accountable. He's watching and he's paying attention. And I think um, it deserves to be, you know, what I mean, it deserves to be to to be recognized and looked at. And, and what are the conversations, not that you sit there and you listen, but like, what are the conversations like between him and his dad? Do they, do they generally seem to get along? Um, does he look forward to talking to his dad? Does he speak to him frequently? You know, is, is his dad involved in that way? So it's not frequent. Um, my son initiates the conversations. All of them have been initiated by my son. His dad doesn't call him. He calls him. You know, my son calls his father. Um, and it's very seldom, like if he does talk to him, um, his dad is kind of like either he'll answer when he isn't with his wife. Um, and you know, it's, 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 I don't know, <laughs> it's hard to really say, but they're not frequent. Um, for the most part, justice is always looking forward to talk to him, but I think when the conversation happens, and if there's a portion in there where he gets upset, I notice that he's not interested in talking to his father anymore. Um, I also noticed a while ago that when he would hear or see his dad more so um, interacting with his other son, uh, while during their conversation, he would be disinterested as well. So it's kind of that. Um, I think that also spiraled into other things too. Like he said to me that he wanted me to become married. He wanted me to date. He wanted me to have uh, children because he wants siblings, things like that. But I think though all of those conversations he's had with me is based on how he feels about his dad when they have conversations or when they try. So more reactionary in terms of we don't have that in this house, so we should have it here kind of thing versus a genuine, like, desire. Yeah. Or, or, or and it's like when I, when I even remind him, so, like, I don't know if I'm doing a bad, like, a disservice when I do this or not, but when he says that, I'll say, like, you know, well, you already have a little brother, and you're going to have a little sister, and he says, like, no. Like, he's, he's firm on that. He gets angry about it. So, it's just kind of like, I don't really know how to navigate that. Um, but yeah, I won't be having any more children. <laughs> I, I've already let them know that. So. 
I don't think it's a bad thing to reaffirm that, you know, he has siblings out there and, and, and try to maintain that connection. Now, ultimately, if they're, they're a bond develops, that's going to be on, you know, your ex and, uh, and ultimately his kids when they get a little older, you know, and your sons. So that's, that's the thing, too, that there's no bond there. Um, the little boy, I believe, is one. And like I said, they're expecting the girl any day now. But uh, even with the the wife you know she never attempted to reach out to me prior to uh them becoming pregnant and, and married or anything and his father he never did that he never you know had that conversation and i've known multiple men where they've said like they've introduced uh their soon-to-be spouse to the the you know child's mother and whatnot just so that they are aware of the child and the child can develop a relationship with the new spouse and whatnot that's never happened at all that, that his, comes, his that, father that comes with a level of maturity that really yeah comes with a level of maturity yeah um let me ask you though um and and um because you know i don't want to run long um but uh, i want there's two other things that i definitely wanted to ask um what was your relationship like with your mom and your dad, did your were you, did you grow up with your dad? No, I did not. I didn't grow up with either parent. Um, so my so I had a relationship with my mother, but my grandmother was the person that raised me. Um, I was adopted by my grandmother uh, for whatever reason. Till still to this day, I'm not fully 100 percent on. And then I didn't find my father until I was about I believe I was 16. Um, but my father has like a serious illness right now where he is um, in a nursing home. So even with him, you know, there's not, there's not room for us to build a relationship. We have tried uh, in recent years, but I think just because so many years have went by, it's hard, you know, to build a bond. And for me, I'm more so, looking to have a relationship with a parent that can help guide me, especially now because I don't have, you know, my mother and my grandmother, but it's hard for my father to do that when we, we've never had a bond. Did your mom ever speak ill of your dad? No, she, so that's the thing about my mom um, that I feel like I should almost model. My mom never said anything about my dad, like nothing. And I know like most women probably would say something. My mother never said any, she never said anything good. She never said anything bad. It was nothing. You know, when I would ask questions, what she would do was kind of like redirect the conversation to something else. You know, it wasn't a, a solid answer to the question. It would be like, what do you want for dinner? You know, just, just let's just shift to something else. Type. So did you, did you know who he was at least? Um, or have no, 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 yeah, no. My grandmother and I had to go on the search. Um, my grandmother, of course, knew who my dad was, but she didn't know like what you know was the the track history or the the after effects and things like that of after I was born. She didn't know like why my parents broke up. So um, she reached out to another family member of mine who was helpful and helping to find my dad. And that's how I ended up finding him. So uh, grandma neither never spoke ill of mom or dad. No. Okay. So um, yeah, we're running out of time. Um, 
tell people about your business um, and what you're doing? Yeah, so I have a homeschool collective. It's called Friends of Cabrini um, and basically serving children that are between the grades of kindergarten through third. Uh, And within that, we also have tutoring classes and then we have a virtual book club that's free for parents and children. And the kids just come on. It's We do it once a month. Uh, kids just come on and we discuss different books that have been selected to read. Uh, we have a couple of virtual visits coming up with authors where they're going to read to the kids and the parents get to talk to them as well. So it's all fun. Uh, we do lots of arts and crafts and reading and all that good stuff. Um, so if anyone is ever interested, they can feel free to contact us and come on board. And what is the contact information? So the website is www.friendsofcabrini.com. Um, and then, of course, email would be info at Friends of Cabrini. But they can also reach out to me through social media on Instagram as well. And spell Cabrini? Uh, C-A-B-R-I-N-I. Like pr- Cabrini Green? Yes. Yep, exactly. Yep. Like the projects? Yes, Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Um, and your my family once we once lived there. So yes. And your, your Instagram and your, uh, Facebook or whatever else it is. What is that? So I have Instagram. Uh, it's Hey Miss Smith. So literally, Hey Miss Smith. Um, they can hit me there. Okay. All right, David, let's wrap this up. What's our call to action? Uh, I'm going to try to do it the way Clark does it. Ladies. You <laughs> can't even do it in a straight face. Ladies, gentlemen, and consenting adults. Or well, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of uh, Single Dad, Why You're Mad. We would like to thank our guests, um, Jaleesa Smith. Hey, Miss Smith. Um, we out here, in the words of Clark. You can catch us on Spotify and uh, Instagram and uh, whatever social media you're looking for, as well as whatever podcast platforms you're looking for. Uh, Clark, anything you want to add? Single dad, why you mad? 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 Single dad, why you mad?